I'm Tyler, the head of HR Dennering. I'm Connery, burning your face out with a cig, Hanson. <laughs> and, uh, Marin. <laughs> and, uh, I'm Marin, formerly known as the Christmas Princess Ganey. <laughs> the now, uh, Gray Princess? I don't. There's, there's <laughs> the, probably not a good nickname to associate with this movie. No, I not mean, at all. I was like the Christmas sadist Marangani, which sounds almost worse. <laughs> I think uh, most of the episodes Marin has been on is uh, could be identified as masochistic. Yeah. <laughs> Just, um, Definitely putting myself through the Santa Claus 3 was masochistic. I can't argue against that. <laughs> but you know, Marin, it's all because of you that there's going to be a new Santa Claus TV show. Yes, so. you did it. This is like the time you I did it. Yeah, this is like the time I killed Philip Seymour Hoffman. So <laughs> what? I'm not oh saying. my god. <laughs> okay, all right. I I have nothing against the dude. I there's a lot of movies where he's really great, but I always was just like, you know that guy. I feel like he's not as good of an actor as everybody says he is. And I remember telling people and that's that what killed the him. day. Exactly. Yeah, the very next day he was dead, and so I, I got the reputation for having killed Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, so it's like um, saying to Tinkerbell, "I don't believe in fairies." Yeah, I didn't believe he was a good actor, and then he died. So you know. <laughs> I, this I got, is a lot I, funnier than I thought it was going to be, Martin. <laughs> I do miss the guy, yeah. though. <laughs> and this is the franchise, the podcast where friends get together to talk about. <laughs> Uh, actors of varying degrees and their their uh, eventual demise. <laughs> eventual demise. <laughs> oh my god! Hopefully not by me. <laughs> I, I'd be careful about Abigail Breslin, though. I, I have nothing good to say about Do her. Do you believe so. in Dakota wow. Johnson? Wait. <laughs> I actually don't mind her too much. I think she's a. Uh, she's. I don't know. I, I can't say. She's just ambivalent. <laughs> I liked her a lot more before I watched this movie, but you know, mm. I had no problems with her before then, so <laughs> Yeah. Well you gotta start somewhere, yeah. I guess. But uh right. here we are covering Fifty Shades Darker, the second installment of the Fifty Shades trilogy. Trilogy <laughs> franchise. I guess I guess that's what it would be ca- called, like Fifty Shades Trilogy. Trilogy. Much like the uh <laughs> the movies that include Olympus Has Fallen is the Has Fallen trilogy. Why isn't it's it like just the Fallen clunky, franchise? No, it's has fallen. That's horrible. Has fallen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, oh you've seen the new has fallen movie? Uh, Angel has fallen. Uh, they should do Rome has fallen. That'd be a good one. That'd See, that's cool. smart. Yeah. That's good. That's like yeah. Caesar's dead or something. What's oh, the equivalent of that in the American yeah. democracy system? <laughs> Gerard Butler is Caesar. He gets sent back in time. <laughs> I thought he's the yeah. angel and angel has fallen. <laughs> I think his name is like Chris Angel or something. Oh. In that. <laughs> Chris Angel, mind freak? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he is a bit of a mind freak. Himself. And then Russell Russell Crowe shows up. Ah, oh, what a fight! Maybe, maybe we should have covered the Has Fallen trilogy instead. And I'm sure Marn would still be on the second episode. Of oh that. yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> kind of like equal quality, I think. <laughs> Probably. Yes. I'm, and this time, I did not prepare by watching the first movie. So good yeah, on I was you. gonna ask, and I'm like, it's even better that you didn't. I think. Yeah, well, I agree. Because I think the only like certain parts of this movie that are 
not even more interesting, but I'm like, oh, okay, at least this will lead to something else after this. And I have some context before this, but it's like probably even worse, like as without having seen the first one. But, yeah. But uh, but before we get to the movie itself, we have to do our usual segment of what's new. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Connery and Martin, for air drumming at the same time. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, this. <laughs> Ooh, it relates to the movie. Oh, wait, never mind. I don't know. This is the <laughs> when Anna starts air drumming. Do 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 yeah. do 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my god! If Phil Collins' daughter instead of Dakota, D- Dakota Johnson, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, Emily from Paris. Emily in Paris herself. Ooh. Lily Collins. That's it. Yeah. I would have just stared um, at her eyebrows the whole movie. So. <laughs> so, anyways, we've all been watching Emily in Paris yeah. season two. How do we all feel about it? It's lovely. Uh, okay, good enough. Uh, our usual segment where we cover any movies, music, any new media that we've been consuming. Connery, do you want to go first? Um, so I have, I have a lot of new video games that I just haven't been haven't had time to play, which is a little upsetting. Yes, you've you've been amping about them for two months, and now you have, and them. I don't have time. Which is which ironic, very ironic. <laughs> yes. He wanted the games, but now he has no time to play them. But uh, yeah, I I wanted really badly to talk about Horizon Forbidden West today, but I have it, but I just haven't played it yet. Instead, what I do have and what I have played recently is the next-gen release of Cyberpunk, which is actually very good. It only crashed twice in my entire, like, 20-something hours <laughs> playing it. Oh, are they going to say 20 minutes? No, not twice. If it was crashed twice in 20 minutes, I'd be like, fuck this. But no, you know it's it's been fun. I, I it's a it's not a masterpiece. I would even argue it's not a good game. It's a brain turn off game where it's just like I can put on a podcast and like I'm just zipping through Night City and yeah. doing missions and it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's me with Diablo three right now. Yeah, as I'm waiting to play with you in turn, I'm just leveling up other characters and listening to podcasts. Nice. Yeah, see that's what I do with this. But, uh, yeah, what what like makes the improvement? What makes it any different? Just that it's not broken. It's not u- an ugly pile of poo poo anymore. Like it it's works, still a the game poo-poo, works, but not ugly. and yeah, and what's it called? And yeah, uh, the graphics better. The ray tracing on the PS5 it supposedly functions on a PS4, although I've read a couple reports that it still does not function on like the base consoles. Yeah, which you know they're they're not gonna save that game. It's it's gonna be a dumpster fire forever, at least on like the so base saying, consoles. So I can't play this on my Nintendo. DS original. No, unfortunately, you cannot play it on your DS or your um, Ultra DS wide or whatever the other one was. What if you I can. say please? <laughs> yeah. I'll t- I'll talk to CD Project Red and tell them you said please. I'll airdrop it to you from my N gauge <laughs> and my Virtual Boy. Maybe I'll get a good setup with it. All right. Remember when there were, when there were games that it was like a PS3. Or no, it was like a PS2 game that also had a Game Boy Advance version that was like drastically different and crappy. Yes. <laughs> like oh looking. yeah, yeah. The Harry Potter games in particular, oh, like yeah. were completely oh, yeah. different, completely different across platforms. Mm-hmm. So like early on, I I don't know about later, but early on definitely. But uh, one more thing I am very excited about. I swore to myself I wasn't gonna like watch any more Elden Ring stuff just to kind of like cool down and wait for like actually to come out. Literally. What's called this next week on fr- on Thursday night? It's gonna be on my system, and I'm like, I can't wait though. I just have that horrible temptation just watch stuff having to do with it, 
and they dropped apparently this past the today actually today um Saturday the 19th they dropped a like the the intro of like the beginning cinematic for the whole thing where they introduce all like the bad guys you're going to fight and my jaw dropped the entire time and I was like oh my god I, this this is going to be so much stupid fun. It was just so beautiful and scary. It's like my exact brand. I'm like, this is going to be so awesome. <laughs> so, Ooh. so I'm very, very amped for that. I, I, I didn't regret watching it. I'll say that. Like I thought I'd be like, Oh no, it's going to spoil me. Oh no. And then I watched, it, I was like, Oh no, I'm just more like amped. Like this is going to be so cool. So, uh, you should send me the link. Cause maybe I'll, I will finally decide to do, to get that game. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should. Like I, everyone I've saw, like play it. Like I was re, <laughs> You'll get a kick out of this. Tell it. Red Bull did a stream of it this morning. Nice. <laughs> for like, were they were they eating the Batman pizza from Little Caesars? Yeah, they're the having the time? Batman calzone and <laughs> pounding back Red Bulls and streaming Elden Ring. <laughs> but they have these like Dope. foreign streamers kind of doing the game, which I thought was kind of funny. Like, like I watched the French one and a German guy, and they were they were so bad at the game. But that's because I'm like. I've played all of them, so I know how they all work. Like, I, you know, like, yeah. you know, like the meta of them by that point. But they were so, I'm like, oh, you're doing just a shit job. But like, you know, they're getting through the game and they're winning. <laughs> like, they're doing the thing. And I was like, this is like the quintessential like, jumping on point for like anybody to play these games. You have people like, it's not going to be hard, but I don't know. I feel like I've read interviews with Miyazaki, the guy, the director of the game, being like, no, you just gotta go out, go out of your way, and there's some horrifying bosses that will satiate your like desire, your masochistic desire to be beaten up. Fifty Shades of Grey, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you play Dark Souls three instead of <laughs> instead of watching. That's these my playroom. It's just a walled floor to wall TV of Dark Souls three playing <laughs> in your red in room. my red room. <laughs> But uh, Wonderwall, yeah, like, <laughs> Wonderwall. But that's what's <laughs> going on with me right now. Just a lot of a uh, just mega on the hype train for Elden Ring. But uh, Tyler, what's, what was new with you? Oh, with me, uh, I'll just say one movie that I watched recently, Flesh and Blood. It's um, uh, oh my god, why am I forgetting his name right now? Who did RoboCop? Oh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's, you know, Michael Keaton is in the remake. Yep. Okay, here we go. Paul Verhoeven. Okay. It's just like a name that I hear all the time in my own brain that I just like forgot for some reason. But, you know, he did Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Starship Troopers, RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of like kind of like classic genre movies um, I was, in America. I was at first going to be like, he just echoes through your brain random. I'm like, no, but these are all movies that like consistently live in your head, I believe. So like, yeah, it's more <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. They all have like, consistently <laughs> traumatizing scenes. Uh, like there's got to yeah. be one scene that like stays in your head rent free and you didn't invite it. No, like, tell her these yeah, are brain just bug. <laughs> uh, pretty much. Um, oh, and Hollow Man, Connor. We, oh, we look like Hollow, Hollow Man, Man, right? Yes. <laughs> Hollow Man. How can I forget the Kevin Bacon Invisible uh, Man vehicle? Yeah. Hey, that's Fifty Shades. No, it's not. No. He's just like a creep, creepy guy. Um, Flesh and Blood is his first like American. It's like his American debut because he was a, a uh, Danish director. Mm-hmm. For, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, Dutch. He was a Dutch filmmaker for like 20 years before this, like making Dutch language films and like I think sometimes French. Like, but this is his first like full English film um, for a, for an American studio. It's a medieval uh, film, not quite like an epic, but it's more like 
I don't know. It's like a small story, but at the same time, it's like a romance, and it just has a lot to do with like sexual politics, like, and and the Black Plague is intermixed in there as well. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, it like follows this group of mercenaries that the leader is like Rutger Hauer, um, and they at some point kidnap um, this princess. They well, they basically like attack most of her family. Oh. Uh, it's like it's pretty brutal and bloody and <laughs> plague-ridden. Plague-ridden. Um, <laughs> yeah, the princess is played by uh, Jennifer Jason Lee in like a pretty early role. This came out in like in the in the mid '80s, um, somewhere around there. But yeah, and so basically, it's like a weird. The whole movie is like weird sexual politics, medieval sexual politics between um, Rutger Hauer, who like is really aggressive and there's like definitely like assault going on at certain points in this movie. Yeah. So it's just, uh, I mean, it's Paul Verhoeven. So I'm not saying like that per se, but he's just very interested in both like violence and sexuality and like how those play into each other. Um, and so it's like kind of like a ar- very artistic film, but at the same time, very sh- like schlocky genre and like makes me uncomfortable, but it makes me think about why I'm uncomfortable about it. Okay. That's you know? good. At least it's like, Oh, it's more so like, was this the artist's intention to like make us think about this, or was he like just being like gross? <laughs> um, so it's like basically Rutger Hauer falls for her, but she's like, she's basically like eighteen or whatever, like, and she's like falling for for him, even though he's like a r- shitty dude. Yeah. But at the same time, she like kind of met this prince right before this, and that's like the family that like the mercenaries all killed. So it's just like a, it's a really complex movie to explain, and there's a lot of stuff going on, but uh, I feel like it's somewhat in theme and like it's obviously a better movie than Fifty Shades. <laughs> I believe it, but uh, it's it's uh, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, there is like a lot of uh, nudity in it, and I'll just say that um, like I enjoyed the movie overall, but Rutger Hauer. Like, there's, like, a lot of nudity in this movie, but, like, the one scene where he could just be completely naked, he just has, like, this, like, really cheesy, like, high fantasy, like, man thong thing. <laughs> you know, where it's just, like, a canvas pouch or yeah. whatever. Whatever. I'm probably ranting about this too much, but I, I just feel like there's a systemic issues with, like, oh, we're going to do a movie about, like, sex and sexuality and everything. And it's, like, okay, like, then why so often is, like, the woman just completely naked and the man has, like... Like like in this movie where it's like you just see his jeans yeah, or no something. Dong. <laughs> and it's just no like, dong. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to we'll get more into detail later <laughs> in this, but yeah, Flesh and Blood, it's on Tubi. I think it's definitely worth checking out. Um, but it's uh it kind of meanders at points. It's really like fascinating to me, but it's also yeah, I don't know. Possibly problematic. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, Martin, what's new with you? Got back from Cancun last week. That Ooh. was pretty awesome. Ooh, spring break. Spring break, <laughs> spring break <Never>. forever. <laughs> yeah, no, that we sounds... got to. Yeah, we got to go with Z's family. It was really nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. Did you guys do anything cool yeah, there, like got... snorkel or just like uh, chill at the beach mostly? What'd you guys do? Uh, we went kind of the historical route. Um, so we actually went and we toured two different ruin sites. Ooh. So they didn't have Chichen Itza, which is the big one mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. Um. But they had Tulum, which is like a seaside Mayan city that's in 
it's a little bit more ruined. And then they have one called Ekbalam, which is closer to Chichen Itza. Yeah. And that one is super cool because you can actually like walk on the pyramids. Ooh. Like there's like barely any security there. Like you can go as far up as you want. I'm not saying y- you should do things that would get you in trouble with the Mexican security guards, mm-hmm. but it's a, uh, it's just, super cool it's like walking in the film el dorado they have these really cool carvings that were super well preserved at the time so it's just insanely cool like it's it's my mind was like freaked out i'm like i i walked into disneyland at some point this looks like the entrance to raiders of the the lost ark or the indiana jones ride because it was just so it's it's just so awesome and then we just you know hung out on the beach, um, played games, things like that. So I always love vacations like that where it's mostly just it literally is just relaxing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really nice. <laughs> yeah, no, the ocean is is awesome there. It's always so warm. It's always like sixty degrees. So when you walk in, like you you don't have that like initial like shivering until you completely immerse yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like even the waters like. You should come in and relax. It's, <laughs> it's great. It's great. So, yes. Um, yeah. Well, I'm jealous. That sounds like a really nice time. Yeah. yeah I feel like the, the last few trips I've been on, like, were that I've flown somewhere was like, I mean, it was all pre pandemic, but was always like colder places or like in the early spring or like late winter. And I'm just like, wherever I go, I just want to do like, and, and like, I'd be like traveling around a lot and like, to other spots and like walking around mm. a lot and stuff and so it's like wherever i go next i kind of just want to go somewhere warm with a beach and just like kind of not do anything <laughs> whenever i am able to go on a vacation again sounds like, like you and lily are headed to cabo <laughs> <laughs> Where, wherever there's a beach i will be there <laughs> uh, yeah so we're gonna find you in margaritaville like uh, I just worked on something where I had to stay at Margaritaville Resort in in Palm Springs, and uh, I don't usually like to badmouth places, but that place freaking sucks. <laughs> I, I imagine it would be like a Hard Rock Hotel, which I've never stayed at, but I've yeah. only I've eaten at, and I have no interest doing anything beyond that. <laughs> so, but you could have a, I don't know. You could have uh, someone's guitar in your room. Yeah. And be like, wow, that's cool. You could have yeah. Keanu Reeves' guitar in your room. You could have... <laughs> out- the closest thing to a musician Connery knows, <laughs> Keanu no, Reeves. No, I, I said that because I'm playing cyberpunk, and he plays a rock star in cyberpunk. Uh, God, he's so okay. fucking bad in that game. It's like such a dialed-in performance. It's so upsetting. Well, anyway, yeah. sorry. I, play it. I can <laughs> believe play that. It. Yeah, but and then on the flight back, um, I I they had free movies, um, mm. so I watched uh, I watched the Netflix original um, I Care a Lot oh. with uh, Rosamund Pike in it, and I thought it was really good. It did not at all go in the direction I thought it was going to go. Mm. I was definitely very surprised. I I really thought it was going to be like an old versus young type movie, but it didn't quite work out to be like that. But if you like Gone Girl, you will love it. Mm. It's got the same energy. It's got the same amount of surprising twists. And it's really well acted. Ending is... I liked the ending. I think it's one of those... It's It's been known as a controversial ending. But 
I liked it. I don't want to say a lot because I don't want to ruin it, but I will say it's worth the watch. All right. I like Gone Girl, so I'll have to look that up. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's great. What's like a synopsis of the movie that like, like did, what did you know going into it, I guess? like? I think the synopsis is it is about a woman who uh, she scams the elderly into essentially being trapped into nursing homes and then she places them in charge she places herself in charge of their care so they are unable to leave these nursing homes because she declares them like mentally unfit and so she basically is able to take their estates and completely drain them into herself so she takes all of their money and only you know she she's She's got, like, a bunch of people that she's doing this to, and um, she scams the wrong person, essentially. So that's where the movie starts, is she picks somebody that she thinks is going to be a really good asset and kind of bites back. Mm. So (laughs) Co-starring Hulk Hogan. Robert De Niro. (laughs) Yeah. It... It does not. It it had an actor I was not expecting to see in the film. Mm. You will know what I mean when you watch it. Okay. So. Nice. Yeah, I don't think it's advertised <laughs> that they're in it. So. Hmm. Robert Pattinson. Dakota Johnson's butt. Dakota Johnson's <laughs> butt. <laughs> um. So that's on Netflix. I care a lot. Flesh and Blood on Tubi. Connery's video games on YouTube. <laughs> PS5. <and> PS5. <laughs> Uh, we should talk. Start talking about Fifty Shades Darker. My favorite um, Christmas film. <laughs> the red room. I think she's wearing right red at the, the end. It, it's it's Christmas as yeah. hell. It's right next to the green room. Mm-hmm. They get engaged. It's just like a Hallmark movie, but just slightly elevated. We did talk about the secret dun like the secret sex dungeon in Christmas Prince too, if you recall. <laughs> Yeah, this is a natural progression. This is a natural progression. (laughs) It really is. Christmas Prince was the subtext. This is the text. (laughs) (laughs) Just all in front of us. Yeah. Um, We're talking about Fifty Shades Darker, which is available on Peacock Premium. So you can't get it for free on Peacock. You have to pay money to subscribe (laughs) to get. But you can get all three Fifty Shades movies if you want. Or you can just rent it from wherever. I'll give you a hint. You don't want. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't. Connor, I have a feeling you watched the unrated version on accident. Again, I did not. I made sure I didn't this time. <laughs> it cost oh, more money. I was money. almost hoping. But uh, how do how do we all feel about this movie, Marin? You wanna you wanna start? Ooh, as somebody that didn't watch the first one <laughs> and didn't bother to read the synopsis because I was like, <laughs> what's the worst that can happen? Actually, what I did watch was I watched a two minute. Um, Thug Notes video that <laughs> summarized it. And that was delightful. It was way more delightful than this two-hour movie that I sat through. I will tell you yeah, that much. I believe it. Uh, um, it wasn't as bad as, I guess, I feel like people exaggerate it to be. Like, I've seen... My rating for, oh my god, it's the worst movie ever, is I can't sit still or I want to throw something at the TV mm. multiple times. And... My TV stayed intact, okay. so I guess I would say it's it, it not super bad, but also really not that good. It feels like a middle, like the whole time, and uh, the ending is kind of disappointing. 
but yeah. I guess works because it it's like, well, if you want to know how this all pays off, you're going to have to pay us again. Did you see that after credits <laughs> ending, though? No. Oh, <laughs> yes. There's an after credits scene. <laughs> Christian Grey, we want you to join the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, Samuel Jackson <laughs> shows up. The they had to finish twice. <laughs> yeah, they had to finish twice. <laughs> What does what happened after credits thing? Yeah, what happened? Oh, um, it's just like the wedding. Like Anna gets like her veil on, and Christmas. I promise to love you forever and ever, and you will always be mine. And then like someone like cocks a gun, and you see a guy like <laughs> run in and point it at them, and then that's the end. Is that, are you kidding? I'm me? not kidding. That's real? real. Oh my god! All the drama in this movie sounds like it's not real. <laughs> it really does. The Terminator yeah. shows up in the after credits says, come with me if you want dun, to dun, live. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, it, it almost feels like those parody movies that were made of films like this back in the 2010s. Like, mm-hmm. Do you remember those? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'd, I'd love to cover that whole thing as a French franchise. We've covered yeah. one of the We covered, I believe, two of those kind of ilk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've done two so far, I mm. think. Gosh. But yeah, it's like close to scary movie and yeah. everything. Yeah. Epic movie. I think that was uh, the first one. Yeah, yeah, I definitely watched that a couple times. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> oh, we did superhero movie. Yeah, That's superhero movie, and then we also did uh, the Starving Games. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember the Starving Games. Yeah. I almost said the Hungover Games, which is a parody of both the, the Hunger Games and Hank the <laughs> Hank. Uh, Sesame <laughs> Street we'll did, Sesame Street did the, the best. The best parody you can find of Hunger Games is Sesame Street. For sure. What? Really? They made Cookie Monster Katniss. <laughs> what? And, That's and, really uh, strange. Yeah, she wants to eat like the. They make Peta into a cookie, and she she tries to eat him at one point. It's pretty funny. Because he's a baker. Yeah, and. That's yeah. pretty good. I need to watch this clip. I'm gonna pull it up and put it on our Twitter. <laughs> good. Oh yeah, it's great. It's worth it. Mm. What did you guys think of the movie Af- from? Having seen the first one, how would you compare it? Oh, yeah. Tyler. Yeah, you go, okay. Connery. We were both like, you, you, no you. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, I feel like this is a movie that presents drama in front of you like delicious ripe fruit and then pulls it back and throws it away <laughs> on the ground and says, JK, everything's fine. You don't need to eat that. You don't need to bite into that delicious fruit. What do you mean that you thought Christian would be great, great like grievously wounded in like the helicopter crash and like <laughs> yeah, be some oh, sort no, of turns out he's totally What fine. do you mean you thought Anna would get shot or Christian would get shot in like that like confrontation scene with the creepy sub? I'm like it's like no, that's that never happened. Nothing bad is ever going to happen to this couple. What do you mean you thought the mom was going to walk in or Christian was going to walk in on Anna throwing vodka at, at his like former creepy dog lady <laughs> and be angry. Of course he's, he's he takes Anna's side and everything's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> so that's that's my main critique. Every there's no consequences. Everything is fine. <laughs> Tyler. Uh yeah, basically all that um I it, there it was actually more interesting in some ways than the first movie. Mm-hmm. But all of the drama feels completely like just like, oh, wait, we don't have a story for the second movie uh, or the second book. Um, Let's just like make all this artificial drama and stuff going on. Like basically all of the subplots going on are just 
basically this whole movie is a subplot. It's like I guess the main plot is that like Christian eventually wants to marry her, and like that's about yeah. it. The fact that he admits and on the way there's like some sex scenes, and then like subplot is I don't know a lot of stuff going on, including like the the sub like previous like Christian's previous sub or whatever that's like obsessed with him mm-hmm. that like is like stalking him. And then, like, what else is there? There's uh, the the lady uh, played by Kim Basinger, who's like e- the was evil Christian's original like abuser, and like <coughs> turned him into like a sadist, turned him on to BDSM or whatever. Is yeah. that stuff going on? And then I don't Dakota even, what Johnson's else? boss, right? Dakota Johnson's yeah, boss. yeah, right, right. There's yep. just like four subplots thrown in, and like none of them are like that helicopter crash. That one, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, any one of them could have been, like, a good enough conflict to base the whole movie around. Instead, they, like, throw four in and give, like, one minute to each of them. Mm -hmm. It's very confusing. Yeah, it's like if you made a Batman movie with, like, eight villains. Yeah. (laughs) It's just not enough. (laughs) That's that's probably a a bad analogy in general, but a good analogy for this podcast. In my head, I'm I'm like... (laughs) Killed Spider-Man 3. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, three villains now, it's too many. The Batman's yep. doing that, and I'm a little concerned, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, but I was just, yeah, so it's like, oh, some of this is more interesting, and it feels like it's more sincere to the source material than the first one. Like, I don't know, the, like, it's somehow the direction feels more uh, faithful in this movie than it did in the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the first movie's a little more artistic, uh, for whatever that means in this context, but so you, f- you like the first um, movie better in the fact that it had more artistic license than this one, which just kind of read the book to you. Yeah, but I feel like maybe the acting was a little better in this because, like, the, some of, some of the lines are at least written better yeah. in this movie than the first one. Like, it feels a little more uh, free of of uh, like the source material, but at the same time, like. This movie is also 20 minutes too long, just like the first one. Uh, and there's just all the drama is completely artificial, mm-hmm. like just comes out of nowhere and just feels very like unnatural and boring at the same time. Yes. And it's just like they could they just threw all the scraps that they could together to like get this movie across the finish line to like hopefully have like a more compelling story in the third one. I it's think. very true. But, Maybe that's too harsh. Well, I don't know. I wish they... You know what? I take it back. They did set up the guy with the SIG in the end because (laughs) he's in the masquerade ball and he takes a picture of the family portrait and then he's holding the same picture and he burns it out. So I'm like, like, there's some setup. I can't wait for it to be dismissed in two minutes. It'll be great. Right, yeah. I think that was the boss, right? No, it's a different man. Mm -hmm. No, it's It is the boss? Yeah, why would it? Yeah, I did not I look mean, like I, him at I all. Guess, I guess you would be like, "Oh, that would that's just like a fifth character," because yeah. like this movie will set you up for that in this way. Yeah, but, I thought I was like, "Oh, yeah, a new boss. nemesis." This is Christian's like other brother from like who didn't get adopted into a wealthy family from like his crack mommy, and this is like his revenge scheme to get. Th- which sounds like a better movie to me already so far. It sounds like a Batman plot. <laughs> it sounded like Skyfall to me. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is the Skyfall chapter or, of, or the Spectre. Spectre. Skyfall is the one where he has oh, like yeah, his, yeah. his like semi brother from like the orphanage place. There we go. Uh, yeah, that's Spectre. Oh, oh that's I thought wait. that was Skyfall. 
Sky no Skyfall's with uh, Javier right. Bardem. Spectre is with uh, Christoph Waltz, and he's I am the author of all your pain. <laughs> the author of yep, basically like, yes. There it is. His weird adopted brother. Or oh, something. Okay, fun. That's what it meant. Yeah. Skyfall's a great movie. Sorry, I, sorry to Skyfall. I will not apologize to Spectre. That was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Spectre was Just shit. Facts. Can't wait to cover them both one yep. day. No, haven't seen No Time to Die yet. Still. <laughs> Well, I own it because that's the only way I could watch <laughs> it. So uh, I definitely need to watch it again just because I spent $20 yeah. on it. I yeah. feel like I need to watch it like two more times. Warranted. Yeah, that's such a millennial title for a James Bond film. I feel like none of us have time for anything. And so I can see somebody being like, I don't have time to die. <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, exactly. that's a Billie Eilish song. I don't know that one. Everyone it's- was also... Like, oh, this movie's <laughs> two hours and 45 minutes. Sounds like they have a lot of time to die. And it's like, haha, Rotten Tomatoes, good one. <laughs> good one. Well, another person did this. Oh, another person said it. <laughs> That's great. So, got to applaud the internet. What was everybody's favorite scene in Fifty Shades Darker? I think um, Tyler should go first. I agree. Tyler, what was really? your favorite scene in Fifty Shades My Darker? Favorite scene? I don't know if this is my favorite scene, but I like the title card intro because it just feels like a Batman 1989 ripoff <laughs> where it's just like going around something that you can't really tell what it is mm-hmm. until you get to the end of it. Like in this case, a white rose yes. that transitions into Christian's bouquet is going to mm-hmm. give uh, Anna. But then in Batman 1989, it's just a bat symbol that you're like traveling yeah. through. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, but also Kim Basinger's in it and she's Vicky Vale. And, and I feel like there's that's a lot of why Batman she's so horny on this episode. Oh, wait, no, that's, no, that's, that's Nicole Kidman's character. Never mind, never mind. That's Chase, Chase Meridian. Meridian, right. Uh. Um, but that's the last time I'll reference Batman on this episode because I feel like it's already come up like eight times so far. I'm happy to keep referencing it. Yeah, I can go for nine. <laughs> I can go okay. for nine. Bats do have nine lives. Oh, oh wait. That's cats, but that's still a Batman reference. <laughs> Catwoman. Um, what's my favorite scene? I... This is know. our positive portion of the episode where we talk about the yeah. best parts of Fifty Shades of Fifty Shades Darker. I'll just say my favorite scene is not really about the movie. It's about my background right oh. now. There he is. Which is one of the two characters that I think <clears throat> me and Connery would be the cameos of in this movie. <laughs> who is the other one? <laughs> you were the guy with the lines who's like the other publisher. Oh, the sh- the shit guy. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's me. It's just basically older versions of me and Connery as publishers, <laughs> where she's like, it's when her her boss is fired, and then she like starts pitching stuff because she was like the uh, receptionist, and now she has all this power. And Christian's like, oh no, it wasn't me at all. I'm like, how does she suddenly have like this? She like, shouldn't. It, it makes no sense. And she's like, I don't know how to be a boss. I'm like, because you shouldn't have this job right now. <laughs> but I just like that scene a lot because it'd be. It's like we talked about in the Christmas Prince too, like the two just random guards in a scene where it's mm. just like my line would just be like, "Really," and then Connor would just be like, "Online hits don't automatically translate to print sales." <laughs> like it just feels like the most like NPC performance. Truly, like, and this is like something where I was like, I "Was like brilliant idea, Anna. We should publish new upcoming authors from the internet." I'm like, of course, that's a good idea. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Like, how come they're not doing that? Like, we should publish our old people. Says, you should publish new and your old people. It's like, whoa! <laughs> what an idea! <laughs> they didn't like it either. Um, 
I feel like that's the my favorite scene. It's also the most thinly written scene I've seen in a very long Cause time. Because the author doesn't know how to talk about business, I think. I firmly believe this. It's like going to like the shareholder meeting and like Christian Grove's like, our equity's going to double by the next quarter. And it's like, that's it. <laughs> I did appreciate that that was the only scene where I finally figured out where the hell the movie took place. <laughs> because they don't bother to explain that it's in Seattle yeah. until you see like the little TV in the background that says Seattle Independent Publishers. And I'm like, oh, that's what SIP stands for. <laughs> that's what SIP so. stands for. Yeah, with their like clip art graphic that they yeah. use for their business. <laughs> yeah. In Fifty Shades Dorkier, it'd be called a uh, simp. simp instead of SIP. <laughs> Did you also <laughs> say SIP? Good. It should have just been called that in this because that has to, like, you yeah, know, it does. being a simp. <laughs> exactly. I did kind of wish, though, that there were, like, a Frasier cameo or... Oh, Marn, there's a reference of Frasier in the first one. Yeah, there's a doctor she sees, and the doctor's name is Dr. Crane. (laughs) There's also a shot in this that just... Especially because the Frasier looking out at video games, Twitter or whatever. It brings me so much joy. I love it so much. (laughs) I need to look this up. There's a shot in this. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely link it. Uh... But yeah, it's just Frasier looking at different video games, mm-hmm. um, be it Bioshock, just like landscapes from these like movies. Bloodborne, um, he's, it's gone games. everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's like Christian's apartment or his like childhood home. I can't remember which one or whatever, but he's looking over and it's the Seattle skyline. I'm like, that looks just like Frasier's apartment, <laughs> like looking out, him looking out at, at Bioshock. It is. After Frasier left his apartment to move to Chicago, Christian Grey moved <laughs> it in. It looked like it. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite scene, Martin? It's kind of funny that that Connery kind of talked about how this film to him felt like it was like putting something in front of you and then purposefully like throwing at the wall and placing it away. And this is going to be like really like a detail that nobody missed, but it made Xenia and I laugh so hard. Is It's when all of the family is gathered at Christian's apartment and they're watching the TV and they're seeing the news, how, like, you know, he's missing and all that stuff. And his mom sits down on the couch beside Dakota Johnson with a teacup. Yes. And it looks like she's going to give the tea to her. But then she, like, sets it as far away as possible. <laughs> she goes, tea? And then she sets it, like, as far away as possible. And, uh... It just made us laugh. I, I had kind of wished that she had just like thrown it at the wall or something like that. Teeth <laughs> throws it at the wall and shatters. Yeah. So. It's really weird. Yeah. But what was your um, favorite part, Marin? I'll refer you to the tea scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, you could say that. You could easily say the cocktail scene at the same time, like the martini that uh, Anna throws the in. The Dom's face. I don't remember her character's. What's her I name? I just call her the Dom. Oh, Kim Basinger. Uh, Elena. Yeah. Her Elena. name is Elena. Yes. Yeah, and actually, oh, I I get the reference. I understand why she's in that movie because of all the people in the world. Um, are you familiar with the movie Nine and a Half Weeks? No. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I just know it's her and Mickey Rourke, and it's just like I don't know. Aren't they just having sex like the whole time? Isn't that like the point of the movie? Yeah, it's basically referred to as like the precursor to 50 shades of gray it's it's essentially the same thing it's like a young artist runs into like this mysterious businessman they have kind of like a 
torrential relationship. It goes really fast. He, like, does BDSM stuff with her, and then it kind of just, like, ends. Um, So the, the plots are really similar. I don't know if the author, like, was doing an homage or if it just was really similar, but Kim Basinger plays the Dakota Johnson character in that particular film. And I I actually watched that movie with my mom. She was watching it for a college class. It was not the best movie to watch with your mom. (laughs) Yeah. But I understood why she was in the movie, and I I have no idea how many people in the audience would have understood, you know, why the hell she was (laughs) in it. But she, oh my God, her face is so difficult to look at. Lauren. (laughs) I'm sorry. She... She, she went. She went to the doctor one too many times. I I, I agree with you, but it's still yeah. brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's she stretched really tight. Like Martin Short is probably looking in, at her face and going, "Ow!" Like, you went too you know. far. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> does, does Martin Short? I guess he must. Oh, he has had extensive surgery. plastic surgery, Tyler. Have you not seen yeah. his face? I just never thought about it because I'm like, his energy just looks like his face. Plastic? So I just like, yeah, it makes more and more sense that he looks yeah. like this because he's just full of like weird energy. So therefore, he looks like a toy He's man. full of Botox. Yeah, he's, he's like the illustration of like when your parents would say, don't make that face or it'll freeze like that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people are just like, yeah, that makes sense for who he is, you know? <laughs> Like he just like his face froze into like mid scream like for the rest of his life. So. <laughs> or something. <But> yeah. <laughs> I also like the keychain, even though it confused me. Uh, yeah, that was weird. It's like <laughs> it's like that really lame. Gift I thought it was gonna be like to, to the man who has everything, a shitty keychain. I know you bought me a car <laughs> last year, but fuck off. Yep. Damn, I really thought they were gonna like reveal that he had like bugged the car and bugged her phone oh, and yeah. bugged her laptop but i guess that was too intelligent a suggestion so yeah no. he does messed up stuff in this movie but in the first one it's like way more messed mm-hmm. up so i guess i like that a little more in this movie and that he's like actually asking like oh is it okay if we do this yeah what are your like, lines are you what do you want to do here's my personal boundaries don't trust my chest there's that scene where she was drawing that lipstick thing, and I was like, "Is it gonna make some kind of symbol? Is this gonna be some like Illuminati shit coming up? That's like ri- that's like drawn across his chest and like lipstick." I'm like, "Oh no, it's just like he doesn't want her to touch his burns. <laughs> it's all gonna burn and become <laughs> yeah. the Punisher." That's what, I was yeah. like, "This is gonna be some like Illuminati shit now happening. Oh, it's gonna be really cool now." And I was like, "No, right. no, never or it's mind." Gonna... Yeah, could have led Nicolas Cage to the next national treasure, <laughs> but you know, it's... who needs He'd find that? Himself. He'd find himself at the end of the treasure map. <laughs> it was yep. me. I'm treasure. And the, cigar- the cigarette burns are like landmarks that he has to find. So there <laughs> this was one's a reason. Like it's Mount like Waterworld. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Benjamin Franklin Gates. Benjamin <laughs> Franklin Gray. Um, speaking of consensual lines mm. in this movie. Uh, <laughs> Anna's Anna's friend who just took a bunch of like iPhone pictures of her, and like without even asking her, made a whole art exhibit. Yeah, of that it. was demented. And then somebody bought the art, which you can assume is Christian. Yep. 
but it's just like, is she getting any of this money? Like, she never agreed to this. Like, this is all really, like, complete lack of consent in the art I'm world, confused why you know? she still hangs out with him after, like, the discourse of, like, their, the last movie where, like, he kind of tries to, like, forcibly kiss her. Yeah, and so I was kind of like, I, I thought I thought he was kind of on the outs, and he gets, but he still gets invited to like family get-togethers. He is shocked when like the proposal happens, and he's like, "What do you mean she said yes? I thought I still had a chance." I was like, "What? What are you talking about, dude?" Yeah, I could chalk it up to them being like good friends for a very long time, and then maybe she's just like, "Well, maybe like we can still be friends in some way." Uh, and like time has passed, and like it would help if there was a scene that had some sort of conversation between yeah. them. Yeah, but then but he just crosses the line again. To, yeah, and this movie's supposed to take place immediately after the first movie. I oh guess. wow! But then, but then he has an art exhibit of photos of her, and it's just like this is just really creepy at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's like you're and obsessed. Also, she could easily sue him. <laughs> For, for like rights of her own image, yeah. you know. But she's yeah, so timid; I she he never was do gonna it. Be, yeah, I thought they were setting him up to be like another obstacle. Yeah. To be honest, or a villain or again, something. Too intelligent. <laughs> so I hope the the last movie is just like Kim Basinger, Dakota Johnson's boss, and Jose, just like with with guns, <laughs> just surrounding <laughs> Christian and Anna. <laughs> And they're all like, no, I get to kill her. No, I get to kill her. <laughs> I get to kill her. Yeah. What are they called in, in DC? There's like the Hall of Justice, but then there's also like the, the Legion, Legion of, of Doom. People. Yeah, the, the Legion of Doom shows up. <laughs> the or, Legion uh, of Dom. The Brotherhood of there Evil we go. Mutants. Yeah, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. That's also one. I love it. Just just turn it into Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That's what I kind of wanted really about. Like, oh, does he have to defeat one of her like evil exes or something? <laughs> Yeah, when they were talking about all of the subs, she was like uh, talking about them as if they like were in contact. And I'm like, is this another Gideon situation? Yeah, she- or they're just going to be like subs coming out the walls trying to kill him in like the next She's movie? She's going to beat all the, all the previous subs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, there's that. You know, I didn't get to say my favorite scene, but my favorite scene is like when I thought the sub would be like a scary presence or something or like would be a threat. When, yeah. like, she's, like, breaks into, like, Anna's house, and she's, like, there for, like, a scene, and Anna, like, wakes up, looks around, cut, see, she sees her, then she's gone. I was like, oh, that's scary. Oh, this is going to be so interesting. Of course, it's not later on, but it, it got me pretty amped. No. Did give me a jump scare, though. I, I, I do commend the film for the, the gunshot went off at a good time. I yes. went, oh, shit. <laughs> So. I thought she was yeah. going to shoot Christian. Like, I thought it was just going to be a whole big thing, but she just, like, kneels down and is like, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, jeez, dude. And then she's upset about him doing that to her to make her, like, submissive as opposed to, like, like she's really upset and walking in the rain with her hair fully out in the yeah, rain. Yeah, it's and dry when she gets home, too. <laughs> she's upset about that and has <laughs> seemingly zero trauma over having a gun pulled on mm-hmm. her. And fired right next to her head. Yeah. It's just like, what? It's like, I, it's fine if she's upset with him, but at the same time, like, she seems to not care about that part of it at all. There's several points that he does that are just dropped. Like, I feel like this movie's less about him, like, sexually dominating her and more about financially dominating her, where he, like, has access to her bank account. He buys the company she works, she works at. Yeah. So I'm like, like yeah. this is financial domination, which is a very different kind of thing where he's still controlling her life, but just in a very, like, above board way which is creepy still 
Yeah, and I guess in that way, like, the boss is kind of an interesting character because he's just, like, trying to exert any kind of control he has over Christian. But it's obvious. I mean, obviously, all of that's incredibly bad and toxic yeah. and horrible. And he commits a sex crime against her. Yeah. Like, he's, like, assaulting her in the office. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> like, what was he, like, Lily was even saying, it's just, like, her, her boyfriend owns his business that he works at now. Like, what was his, what was his, like game um, what did he think was gonna happen he's gonna get fired at the very least yeah it's like there's no end game where he like comes away on top <laughs> like even if he even if anna was like yeah i'm into this he'd still get fired like christian would fire him out of spite and i'm just saying like it's interesting as a portrayal of like um just like all the worst aspects of like masculinity and like competing with other men and like treating women like a like a something to conquer and all mm-hmm. that. Like, oh, if that stuff was actually explored in this movie in in a slightly more elegant way, that'd be very compelling. Just like, um, just like you're saying with like uh, Layla showing up and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, if it was like a specter of like the peop- the women before her, yeah, before and that'd be way more interesting than like an actual like someone he has like, like obviously like emotionally destroyed, and it's just like okay. I'm not letting you do this to somebody else because you, like, so completely fucked me up and I'm going to, like, stop this, like, permanently. Would yeah, be a I little really bit more interesting. She, yeah, I really thought she was going to offer a warning. I didn't think she was, like, there to kill her. I thought she was going to be like, hey, this is what happened to me. Like, I can't function anymore mm-hmm. and I don't want this to happen to you. And she really has to, like, make a choice, you know? But... Yeah, and God forbid. Does, does she take his word for it that like that he says Anna's different, or how long before she's just like a gibbering mess like that girl? Right. Yeah. No, that would have been interesting, but no, we can't have nice things of Fifty Shades of Grey. We really can't. No, outside of the red room, we no. can't have nice things. <laughs> Pain is pleasure. Yep. <sighs> I just need to get the Hellraiser. Um. <laughs> Marin, you mentioned um, nine and a half weeks last week. Tessaly Deal mentioned uh, Secretary, mm-hmm. two movies that are m- most likely much better than this movie. I have one more to recommend: Eight Mile, the Eminem movie. <laughs> okay, because spaghetti's ready. Spaghetti's ready. <laughs> <laughs> week, I'm ready. Uh, Mom, spaghetti. Speaking of which. His mom in that movie is played by Kim Basinger. Oh, hey, twist! <laughs> and his and her boyfriend in that movie is Michael Shannon. <laughs> I will He's find like, him. <laughs> sold. He <laughs> was like twenty years younger than her, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, there's kind of a connection between these two movies, See? just like with Nine and a Half. It weeks, all so. connects. <laughs> it's all real. The spaghetti. What if Michael Shannon was Anna's Basinger. boss in this movie? Michael Shannon. Um, I would have watched this movie twice if Michael (laughs) Shannon was the boss. (laughs) He makes everything better. It's true. He really does. Every movie he's in, I'm like, it's better because you're here, dude. It's (laughs) it's always better. I hope he's in Paddington 3. Wouldn't that be interesting? (gasps) I think he'd do it. I think that sounds very fun. As like a good guy, he'd be like Paddington's friend. Uh, he wouldn't be the villain. That'd be good. Like should... I like the idea of him like <laughs> seeming like a really scary guy, but he's actually like Paddington's bestie. He's like, oh yeah, it's all right, Paddington. 
Yeah, they like keep running away from him in the whole movie because he just has that scary look on his face, <laughs> and then they yeah. realize he's just really like intensely committed to helping Paddington. Yeah, yeah he's like, "You dropped your, you dropped your red hat. <laughs> Come back." He's like, oh, I didn't know exactly. I dropped my red hat. Thank you, sir. I just like, I don't know. I had a teddy bear growing up, and he lost his hat, but I just wanted to kind of like fulfill a childhood thing and bring you your hat back. Would you like some marmalade? Oh, I love some. Sure, but I washed my hands before I pissed. <laughs> Clean hands, dirty wiener. Insert Twilight laugh. <laughs> that was him, right? No. Or am I thinking of the wrong guy? <laughs> oh, Charlie? I wish Michael Shannon was in uh, <laughs> Twilight, but also, uh, I, I Charlie, <laughs> the actor playing Charlie is too too incredible. He's the best mm-hmm. part of Twilight. But, um. Yeah, uh, Christian commits not, a lot of like probably like um, sexual crimes throughout his life. He also commits financial crimes in this movie of just like <laughs> like she's just like, "Where'd you get my bank account info?" And then he just like totally dodges it and be like, "Uh, is there any good place to get breakfast?" I'm like, "Dude, no, you can't just get out." Yeah, of there's this. a lot of you things she just like drops really <laughs> easily. I'm like, "You're not gonna keep questioning that." He has like access to all your money. Like, I know he's a billionaire, and he, and you probably make like five figures but like it's like at the same time it's like come on you can't let him do this i thought it was really smart that she bet all the money on the boat what was it a boat wait no weekend in aspen right yeah i think so um at the silent auction i thought that was really clever oh, right, right, right. oh yeah that she ended up giving away his money to charity i thought that that was a nice touch i don't know if that was in the book but i I thought that that was really clever. I also noticed that Christian's um, childhood bedroom had a tube TV in it, so <laughs> and also, also a Riddick poster for that. Yes. Yeah. L- Lily texted both of us because she's watched it before <laughs> us and said, "Like, also he has a Chronicles of Riddick poster right behind him in this like dramatic scene, and it's just the weirdest thing. It's like, I, I get like, I feel like like he's supposed to be twenty eight in this movie. He's twenty seven. Yeah, and it's just like okay, if you're lining that up, this movie came out like 2017, I think. It's like you, he would most likely have like a Lord of the Rings poster. Oh yeah, like, obviously you can't get get um, the licensing for I, that, but it's just like I don't think. Where did Chronicles of Riddick come? I from? think Christian would think Lord of the Rings is like fantasy bullshit. Like I think he would like Chronicles of Riddick before he like ever watched Lord of the Rings. I think I you're right. I just assumed like, it had that, like a that he wouldn't. He'd be like, like, "That's for nerds." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he was really into fighting all the UFC posters. It made more sense, like, that he yeah. would be li- oh, like, right. into fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. More like fighting, action, fast and furious. He couldn't really stuff, fathom so. things with, like, deep themes and brotherhood and love and compassion. <laughs> or the difference between a conversation and a fight. <laughs> yeah, I, he would be the, yeah, he'd be the guy that likes Chronicles of Riddick over, like, Fast and Furious. <laughs> yes family but i also think about like the posters i had in my room as like a teenager Mm. and most of them were just like things that people gave me more so than anything like i'm trying to remember what i had but i can't my sister used to work at a video store and i don't think i ever got any posters from there but she would get some sometimes i had a i had a scott i had a scott pilgrim poster when that movie came out because i got it from the movie theater (laughs) um i had an oblivion map good 
Wait, is that the movie with Tom Cruise in it? Oh, no. no. The... Yeah, it is, but I meant Elder Scrolls Oblivion, like the video game. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's but, uh, probably better than the film. No, no, I mean, well, I mean, Oblivion's good, but it's just like an incredibly nerdy thing to have on my wall. Um, the King's... What, yeah, what, what about you, Connery? What did you have? What was, that, what was that thing with like the prank phone call thing? The King's Jeweler? What's that thing called? The Amulet of Kings. You must bring me the Amulet of Kings. So good. But I had a... I only had one poster in my room, ironically enough. I had a... It was a Fraser. It was a Fraser, and he would stare at me, and I'd stare at him, and I'd slowly pull my own hair out, and that's why I'm bald to this day. But no, <laughs> no, no. Please say it was body length, full body. A full poster. body length poster. It's, it's God, if people listening to this podcast think I'm an insane person. But no, it, it was actually a poster of uh, Return of the Jedi. And that that's was awesome. that would hang. Because I remember, first it was Empire Strikes Back on my closet door. And then I traded it up for Return of the Jedi, which I realized I liked better. And uh, yeah, it had Jabba on it. Jabba was front and center on it, funny enough, which I thought was really intense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and that was a. Uh, I had a poster for one of my dad's old mo- old like horror movies that he did called Craw the Sea Monster, which was pretty <laughs> derpy and intense. But <laughs> I'm writing that down. I'm gonna Ooh. watch it. Oh, yeah, I want to watch that too. Yeah, you can look up that in Zarkor and see if those are hanging around anywhere. <laughs> Zarkor. This sounds like all the movies that I just watch. Anyways. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, Craw the Sea Monster. So with a Q at the end. Croc. Oh, like Q the Winged Serpent. Yeah, like Q the Winged Serpent. <laughs> and uh, yeah, those were kind of the... I didn't really hang many posters in my room. I And then I had like my uh, shield that my uncle made me out of like Hanson Steel. So that's that's a cool thing too. Wow. But yeah. That's uh, sick. Yeah, it's hanging in my office. I guess I also had a Chiodos poster. That's about it. What about you, Marin? Did you have any posters? My I shared a, a room with my sister um, through like my entire young adolescent life, and we could never agree on what to put up, so we really didn't have oh. any posters, but the one thing we could agree upon is lots and lots of pictures of Kim Basinger. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's pretty topical. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to hang up some of my drawings, though, on my walls growing up. So a lot uh, of Kingdom Hearts fan art. Hell yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so don't, don't, no need to tell me that you had dorky stuff on your walls. I had from yeah. those dorky dark Connery. steps are all hearts born, even yours. Yep. Yeah. No, I need a compass to. To get through the plot, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Oh anymore. yeah, no, I I only know that whole like I know I still know Ansem's whole like monologue and like from like the first game and like the very end because I died to him probably like six hundred times and you couldn't skip the cutscene when you, when it was on PS2, so I was I just had to like watch it over and over and get angrier and angrier. Yeah, I remember that. Uh. I think in Kingdom Hearts 2, they, they had it, like, a little bit better, but you still had to listen to some lines again. Yeah, and then you so. could, like, skip the cuts. And, like, Xemnas, or Xemnas got a little bit where he had to be like, then you shall go together. Or, like, Xemnas, what's that line? I like that line so much where he says, like, Xemnas, the heart is more than just anger and hate. Don't you remember? And he says, unfortunately, I don't. And then he, like, warps oh, away. I was like, ah, oh, that's sad. <laughs> Did the script writer write Fifty Shades Darker? 
Shades. Yeah, an anime writer say, wrote Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Connor, I'm gonna commission Marin to draw you as Kingdom Hearts Donald Duck or something. <laughs> oh, and then no, on the back, do you, who do you want to be? <laughs> and then on the back, uh, it'll say, "You better adapt the Kingdom Hearts <laughs> movie now." <laughs> That you, now that we've talked about it, so it's much. just me pointing as Donald Duck. <laughs> you better adapt it into a movie. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrifying. That'll get Disney to listen. I'll <laughs> get him to listen. I'll get him. Sony, Disney, listen up. Yeah, I mean, I already basically am writing the Santa Claus series, so you know, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you can make this happen, Lauren. Yeah, I'll you just say ask basically, her. but you literally are. You are the key. You're the head staff writer on the. Yeah, this time <laughs> with seventy five percent more Martin Short for everyone. <laughs> That's the part we all liked, right? Yeah, I yeah. I still hardcore believe you willed that into existence, Martin. Oh my god! Oh my god! I apologize to everyone. <laughs> it, you didn't make the movie. No, it's not your fault. You just made it appear in re- this reality. It's just as bad. <laughs> Not to harshly segue back to the movie, but uh, how do you all feel about the elevator scene? Oh, it's a little unsettling. That's nasty. It's nasty. <laughs> I kept thinking about being the people standing in front of that. Yeah, me too. That's what I was thinking too. Like, I imagine turning around being like, I know what you're doing. Just stop it. Like, she's like right. moaning like you're doing things to her. Yeah, they all notice him tie his freaking shoe. But when she's like, Full on half orgasming in the back, then then they can't hear or see anything. Yeah, like everyone should turn on and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, yeah, I, I feel like you could probably go to jail for that. It's right? like public indecency, at least. Yeah, yeah, no, you could. I was thinking like, oh, like I guess in theory I could see how this is like hot in some way, but at the same time, I'm just like couldn't stop thinking about everybody else in that elevator, and I'm just like. Imagining myself at the elevator at the Arclight Hollywood, <laughs> where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go see a nice movie here. Um, but we're also in Hollywood, like the heart of Hollywood. Yeah. And I'm just like in an elevator and I just hear something behind me. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, so you're that point, you're like <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's what everyone's doing. This. They're like, just look forward, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. Yeah. Because you're so close to other people in an elevator, and you also, like, it's just naturally a place where if you're on an elevator too long with a stranger, one of you says something. Like, it's usually never me, but it's, like, someone will just say, like, like, hey, thanks, or just, like, just start to do casual conversation because you're in a contained space with one other person. Going to floor four, huh? I parked there last time. Yeah, so it's, like, what if somebody just... (laughs) Turned around to Christian and started saying that <laughs> during this. Scene. I did that with my wife last week. It's crazy stuff, yeah. man. Crazy stuff. Yikes. How about that steak? <laughs> How about that steak? Yeah. And she's just like, oh, I got the quinoa salad. They have yeah. to have like a full conversation while this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anastasia should full on for Christmas ask him for crotchless panty so she can finally keep her underwear on in public places (laughs) (laughs) oh that was another thing where it was just like they're at a restaurant she's like taking her underwear off i'm like okay probably nobody notices but it's another thing of just me thinking about like i don't want to really be at a restaurant where some lady pulls her underwear (laughs) off and i'm like in the distance as i'm like looking (laughs) off because my booth is like perpendicular to hers i'm like like, did she just nope 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 yeah (laughs) I'm just like at like a nice restaurant, like Lily's facing the other way. I'm just like, we're having a conversation. I'm just like, 
I don't think I ever want to come back here. <laughs> I'll just talk about this after we leave the restaurant, but I don't want to bring it up right now. That's when you get the, the server's attention. You go, check, please. <laughs> yeah. Like Christian just, check, please. <laughs> yep. And apparently the ho- the waiter is too, like, not up to his quality because the cork is like twisting really loudly and then he just like rips the red wine out of his hands like we'll take care of it (laughs) oh that's right that's when they're getting back together he should have like he should have ripped it out of his hands after the server had put down like the quinoa salad and then it like all spills into the quinoa salad (laughs) oh no (laughs) i'm sorry would you like some salad with your wine check please (laughs) Would you like some cheese to go with that wine? <laughs> Ooh, got him. <laughs> got him. I'm just like, imagine this like, movie where like every other extra is like the most high-key person to ever live. It's Frasier and Fifty Shades Darker. Yeah. Put together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that like talk, like her taking her off her underwear in the restaurant. I was going to make a whole bit of being like, yeah, I did that in IHOP once. It was totally fine. Yeah. But and at Denny's, they'd really be mad at you. <laughs> the Denny's. <laughs> no, that's too normal there. <laughs> too yeah, normal the only there. slam you're supposed to get there is in a, is in a pan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, I feel like uh, I feel like music can help a movie a lot. Yeah, like even if a movie's kind of like meh, if the score is really good or like feels well composed. Um, I mean, I couldn't even tell you if this movie has a score because all the songs are just like loud pop songs. Yeah. Like I, I wrote down, it feels kind of like <laughs> it's an Imagine Dragons ass soundtrack. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really know. in your face. We we both felt like the music didn't like mesh completely mm-hmm. with the scenes like it was distracting yeah. lily told me to keep track of all the like edits of the music like to him thrusting to the music <laughs> <laughs> well let's hear it <laughs> she's like <laughs> I, I didn't do it but <laughs> it would probably be like 111 times i feel like him, he like, barely thrusted at all though <laughs> truly he just yeah. kind of like planks <laughs> yeah well, like in the in the first movie, you see, like, maybe him, like, more naturally, like, taking off his pants. In this one, it's, like, even more processed, where it's just, like, he he's wearing the most amount of clothes at all times yeah. while fucking. <laughs> it's just, like, at some point, this is probably not comfortable. And also, it's just, like, what's the... I don't know. Yeah. It's just another movie with uneven nudity, yeah. basically. He shows yeah. his butt once. <clears throat> yeah. Coward. Right at the screen, there's like a butt cam where it's like squeezed against the screen. So there's like the two marks like on a window. Yeah. Remember that part? No, don't. <laughs> I think you watched the unrated cut. That was cut. my favorite part. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. What else is there about this movie? I don't know. It's not good. Um, yeah. I wish it was somewhat entertaining, but it's just really long. I like how they look. She looks like she works at the Daily Bugle. Oh, Oh, she does look like she works at the Daily Bugle. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wrote another thing down where I was like, Christian makes such a big deal about the, like his fetishist things and how like he needs it. It's the only thing like that will ever get him off. But even in the first movie, it's obvious that he doesn't need it. Like it's a non-character issue. Like it's it's just a not issue with him. Like he doesn't need it. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> What do you guys think? Because that's like the crux of the whole thing is like that's how he gets off is like his sadist stuff. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't tell you how that <laughs> really works. Like, I just know this movie's a poor interpretation of, like, the BDSM community. I don't know yeah. much about the community, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's probably just all bullshit, <clears throat> like, the what he's talking about. But at the same time, like, I don't know, just the sexual politics of this whole series is really bad. Um, in part because, like, he... In the first movie, you realize, like, why he got into all of this is because of the w- woman who, like, molested him as a kid yep. or whatever, um, who's in this movie. And then in this movie, you find out that she, he keeps, like, finding like finding subs that look like his mom. Yeah. And, like, that's incredibly complicated. It, it was the point where I thought the po- photo on, like, his wall was of, like, that the sad sub who was obsessed with him, like, oh, he has a photo of her on the wall. But then I was like, that's his mom. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's his mom. <laughs> that's who I thought it was, too. So it's like, oh, I guess that's kind of, like, well done in a way. But it's, it's uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing of problems. Yeah. It's just like, um, you're in- including, in, like, a sexual relationship into, like, being... Mommy-issued? Like, sad- sadistic to women. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's major mommy issues, and it's, like, I guess probably some misogyny involved in there as well. I don't know. big time. He says he hurts women because he hates his mom. Yeah, Yeah. and it's just, like, that's, that's like, a serial killer. Yeah, I was, like, like, (laughs) you've admitted to being, like, a serial killer. Like, I I would be, like, if Anna left you, like, this is the start of his, like, what was that movie that you and Caprice had me watch that I just, like, had to turn off halfway through of, like, about, like, the serial killer? Oh, uh, The House That Jack Built? Yeah, The House That Jack Built. Like, that's him. Yeah. Well, the, the problem... Yeah, like, to to um, better identify what I'm trying to talk about is, like, this movie... These movies have mixed, like, him being, like, a, a legitimately, like, shitty, like, abusive person with BDSM. So, like, just makes the lines murkier about, like, what actually... Like, it, there's just so many issues of consent in these movies that, like, mm-hmm. shouldn't even have to be there, and they don't. But it's like, oh, like, I guess maybe the author got confused about all this stuff and, like, doesn't know enough about consent, maybe. Or they, like, wanted him to be, like, a villain kind of character. But it's just, yeah. either way, it's just, like, he's not a good person, no matter how, like, much they fall in love. It's like, he probably did a bunch of really bad things. Oh, and, yeah, he, he mind-warped some sad little girl. Like, he destroyed her. Like, she can't function anymore, literally. Well, it's also because her, like husband died but obviously she was still obsessed with him right 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 no i'm not yeah i'm not excusing it yeah it's like that was the movie's excuse uh, reasoning or whatever yeah but i'm like nobody goes like that far if like even then like that's crazy like that that level of obsession is like she never had a husband no or she never loved him (laughs) or she even killed him but (laughs) there's very few positives i think in this movie does anybody have one positive we can share (sighs) um I liked the helicopter scene because I thought Christian Grey would get to do The Grey featuring Liam Neeson <laughs> in the wilds of Portland. I was hoping for Hatchet. Oh, uh, Hatchet. Hatchet growing up. He no. just <laughs> lives out there, makes friends with a, a raccoon and, you know, <laughs> lives in a great. cave and, you know, fishes you th- and stuff. That might have been better almost if, like, Christian crash lands somewhere, like, isolated Everyone thinks he's dead, and then the third movie, Anna moves on with her life. She actually is with the photographer, and then Christian comes back, and she's like, "You're alive." He's like, "I, I am alive." Like, it took me forever like just to get back away. home. It's like Castaway. <laughs> it's like Castaway. It's like Castaway. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, this is so original. It's fucking Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> Castaway 2, written by Connery Hansen. <laughs> Get fucked, idiot. Let's yep. make it. <laughs> Let's make it. Yeah, I just, our- Tom Hanks is on a different kind of isolation. <laughs> He he makes Wilson's face with the same lipstick tube that he drew his boundaries with. Yes. And, and then he draws the boundaries on himself. Be like, these are my boundaries. I was just having to just draw a smiley face connecting the burn marks and be all like, this is my new friend. I must, I must not fuck this volleyball. I can't do it. Like, he totally completely... did it. Yeah. He totally did it. Every daily. I like a lot that we all came up with different ideas for where Christian was going, because I wrote down he's going to go find the Predator Pyramids in AVP. (laughs) (laughs) It reminded me of that scene for some reason. Yeah. God, that was such a weird thing to only give five minutes of time to. Yeah, and it looks like he, like, walked back. Like, he's just, he's, like, bruised, and he's like, oh, hi, guys. (laughs) Why are you guys here? He's just like, yeah, you're cool. Stop crying. Yeah, no, the better way to do the movie would have been to have, you know, him approach her at the, the gallery and be like, oh, I just want to, I want to talk, I want to start again. She's like, no, I'm going to get the quinoa salad by myself. Ooh. And then th- that's when the helicopter crash happens after she's like, I'm not getting back together with this guy. Like, yes. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to move on from this. And then like his dis- his prolonged disappearance for like, I don't know, like a couple weeks, a month or something gets her really thinking about him. And then he comes back and then she's all over him. That would have made more sense to me. That would. Yeah. Like she almost yeah. lost the person like she had a significant connection with, I guess. The only right. person she's ever really had a sexual experience with, mind you, but... Yeah, I know. They both, like, kind of have that, like, super attached virgin energy. Even though I know he's, like, a super <laughs> not virgin. Super attached virgin energy. Yeah. He's, like, a month after asking her back, he's like, I want to marry you. And then he, like, keeps asking her, like, are you going to marry me? Are you going to marry me? Are you going to marry me? Like... He's yeah. like a 15-year-old emo boy on the inside. It's well, ridiculous. Yeah, it's all a ripoff of, like, it started as a fan fiction for Twilight that, like, oh. E.L. James turned into this. Like, she wrote a fan fiction originally. So it's, like, very much, like, as if they're teenagers because it's just Bella and Edward because yeah. she took that as Shakespeare, which uh, <laughs> even, I, even I won't say. Even I won't say that's Twilight Shakespeare. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, like... It's just it's just more fascinating that these were ever movies because the books got really popular and made probably like hundreds of millions of dollars. The movies made hundreds of millions of dollars. It's just I don't know. Like I guess I, I maybe this movie is like two percent more titillating than the first one in that like Fifty Shades Darker. In, in that there were a lot of tits in it, so th- <laughs> yeah. that's why it was two percent more mm-hmm. titillating. <laughs> I'll show myself um, out. But there's. <laughs> There's, like, the whole, like, that scene with, like, the, I don't know, the device. (laughs) The device? Yeah, that was another thing that lasted, like, 20 seconds. Which device? Well, I I had to Google uh, Fifty Shades Darker balls. (laughs) Like, what those, or whatever. Oh, those. I I thought you mentioned, like, the weird, like, pole thing that didn't look like it really did anything at all that wrapped around her legs. I'm like, this just seems kind of pointless. But anyways, I found out that those are called Benoit balls. Ah. 
Benoit. And they're used for both pleasure and for uh, strengthening Kegel muscles. Oh, there you go. Um, so, I don't know. I guess I learned something from this movie. <laughs> That's good. That was uh, a good thing. I like the idea of a masquerade ball. That, yeah. sounds, that seems cool. It is cool, Tyler. It is cool. Being a millionaire going to a masquerade ball is cool. <laughs> um, I like that Rita Ora was obviously going to give him a hideous tie for his birthday. That was really funny. I was like, that's that a good bit. That was funny. Yeah, that was like a good bit. Like that gross were, green tie. There were some jokes that did land, I mm. have to say. The only way I'd like find Christian more endearing if it, in like a scene later he was like wearing that tie. Yes. I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, he is like a good guy, or like he, he at least like values his family or something. I think he definitely values his family. Yeah, um, even though he treats him like shit. Yeah, he's does really he though, nice or does he just to his mom? He's nice to his mom, but he's really like dismissive, dismissive of him. I think that's the term I'm looking for. Where, where it's like, yeah. get out of my way, whatever, go away. And they're, they're like, we love you, Christian. He's like, uh huh. Yeah, that's where I can see the the Twilight influence coming in. Like they. From the little bit of Twilight I saw, like, Edward always seemed a little too cool for his family, even though his family was way cooler than him. Yeah, he was he <laughs> yeah. was too cool for the Cullens for a little bit, but the He's Cullens are all pretty. cooler. Yeah. Oh, uh, too cool for the Cullens would be an amazing Twilight book. <laughs> <laughs> Except for uh what what was the what was the ex Confederate one? What's his name again? <laughs> uh oh wow, I'm forgetting now because he's my least favorite. <laughs> um Doctor yeah, McDad. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, there's a, the dad in this movie also has blonde hair. He's very uh, Father Colin-esque. He is, um, yeah. Every, man, everyone watch... very much is like a member of the Colin family. Because oh, like, now he's a sister now, which I don't remember being in the first movie. And that's definitely what's her name. Um, Rita Ora? Yeah, the woman who yeah. plays the you know, psychic one. Oh, she's psychic? I did not know that. Yeah, she can see the future. I'm really falling behind on my... Uh, I guess i got to watch the Twilight movies again. Carlisle. Carlisle, there you go. <laughs> What's the name of the Confederate one? Uh, Emmett. Emmett. No, 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 no. no. Emmett, That's Emmett's the big the one. Yeah, I don't know. Just cut this part out so I look less like a idiot, I guess. You don't sound like an idiot. You don't remember details no, or something we did two year, like a year and a half ago? <laughs> Isn't one named Esme? Yes. Yes. There is Esme's the baby. Ren Esme is the baby. I thought she was named yeah. after like two of the family members or something. I don't yeah, know. the mom and uh, somebody else. <laughs> Diego okay. Colon, who I don't think has any any lines. Jasper, it's Jasper. Jasper, there we go. Oh, Jasper, that wonderful throwaway line. <laughs> all I remember is that crazy baseball game. That, well, that's that's the best all part. anybody needs to watch of Twilight. It's just a baseball game scene. Stuff. That and the entirety of Breaking Dawn Part One. <laughs> no, <not> that. <laughs> that movie is so weird. Yeah. Don't like that one. Yeah, I like parts of it. More the other like parts are disturbing. Breaking Yawn. <laughs> hey, whoa there, cowboy! Um, <laughs> you know there's a Twilight, Marn. You know there's a Twilight parody called Breaking Wind. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would have. Yeah, that's the poster I needed in my childhood bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> the parody of Twilight about a fart joke. Someone just holding a fart in their hand and like their pale hands, just like a little fart cloud. How long of a parody are we talking about? Like feature length movie or like? <laughs> yeah, skit? it's like it's like epic movie. Oh my god! Jeez. All right. Well, I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> yeah, the inevitable Patreon that we make at some point. We'll cover that early on. 
mm-hmm. important stuff. Connie's just going, mm-hmm, because it'll never happen. Hey, you never yes. know. This movie, uh, just to stack onto all the other bad things about this movie, like the only black woman with, in, with any lines in this movie is Anna's assistant. That sucks. Um, yeah. There's some other stuff I was going to bring up that was also bad and lame, but I don't remember now. Uh, this, I don't know. I wish I wish I enjoyed more of this movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mostly just pretty boring. Yeah, you wish anything. it was more bad. I was hoping I'd find yeah. Christmas Prince levels of joy in this movie, but like, there's that's not really the thing. Me too. Like, like I feel like the first one was more funny, and this one was just more boring. Yeah. Uh, I believe one so. of my notes just says "boring, boring, boring!" at exclamation points. Yeah, I thought this would be like I don't know more fun to to talk about. Honestly, so sorry, Marin, that yeah. it's not up to par of Santa Claus Three. At least the sex scenes in Santa Claus 3 were better. A lot. <laughs> With uh, Jack Frost and Santa Claus. They were way cooler. Yeah, they compared oh. icicles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're, just, they're just going at it in Santa Claus's big mouth fireplace. Oh. <laughs> they're just having snow sex watching <laughs> the other Santa fall to its death. <laughs> That's 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 a better move, uh, like erotic thriller than this movie. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm thinking of gross things right now, and I'm not going to say any of them. There's too many amazing opportunities. I still had a lot of fun watching this movie, and of course, I always have an amazing time riffing about them with you guys. So thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for being on, Marin. We'll we'll get you on another another one similar to this soon, I'm sure. Breaking yeah. wind, please. <laughs> yeah. You were only on for like two Christmas movies in a row, like one, a year apart. I'm like, gotta have Marin on more than that, yeah. Because I don't know, it's just always fun having you on. You always have great points and are hilarious. Mm-hmm. And um, likewise, I guess I feel like I aww. Aww. I feel like I missed the mark a little bit. I'm like, this isn't worthy of Marin because this this movie's not funny enough. It's not bad enough, and it's also not good at all. So. <laughs> nah, I enjoyed it. I'd say we made a good meal of this movie. We did. Almost a quinoa salad. Almost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I spilled mark. the wine in the quinoa salad. Yep. The highest mark you could give this film. I give this film a quinoa salad out of steaks. <laughs> It has the yes. enjoyment level of a yard house quinoa salad. <laughs> yard house. No chat on. <laughs> yard house sucks. <laughs> oh, I do have one quick game before we go. Oh, good. I'm just, Yay. It is just what scene do you think Fraser Crane would fit best into in this movie? Oh, I, I, I firmly believe in like the breakup scene where like where they're trying to get back together the first time. Like, I imagine that there's this uh, episode of Frasier, I think season two, where <laughs> they, own, Niles and Frasier buy a restaurant together. And I just imagine, like, the horror of that restaurant. And we're like, they have um, health, or not health, food critics coming to visit. And then, like, they're all their, their chef quits because <laughs> Niles and Frasier oh, keep, yeah. like, keep, like, mixing up how they want, like, the, the souffle to be served. And the fire alarm goes off and all the sprinklers shoot down. So I'm just imagining. Anna and Christian try to like get back together in the midst of that whole like scene happening, and then the car crashing through the wall. Oh my god. 
Meanwhile, there's a there's a lady taking off her underwear in the background. Exactly. Meanwhile, there's this like strange like pseudo sexual thing happening in like the corner booth. Uh, so that that's a uh, that's my Fraser scene. How about you guys? It sounds like you had that one planned almost. Oh no, yeah. I just had that. In my I think that was in my head. I was like, what if Fraser was in the scene right here with like the restaurant? That's funny. <laughs> what about you guys? Where where would you put Fraser Crane? Ooh, there's so many good places, but I'm gonna say I think it would be really funny if during the gallery scene when Jose's like, "Oh, some dude just bought them all," and you think it's gonna be Christian that walks over. It's, it's Kelsey Grammer. It's, Kel- it's Kelsey Grammer, and he's bought them all. Uh, he and Christian get into a a physical altercation. Because Kelsey Christian Graham doesn't... would beat his ass. He's, he's <laughs> so tall. He's like six foot three and big. He's like sixty five years old too. <laughs> he like kick his butt. Like it'd be horrible. Yeah. So that would be my Fraser cameo. What about you, Tyler? That's a really good one. I'm listening to my foot hitting your ass. <laughs> he when he kicks somebody's ass in this one episode, he says, "You need an etiquette lesson," and he throws them out of Cafe Nervosa. <laughs> Uh, and then he starts think, dating. Yeah, he dates a lot of women. Like way of he's way like a serial dater, league. and and they bring that up towards the last season, where, where people bring up to me like he's kind of like a like a dog, pretty much. I'm like, yeah, he is, and he doesn't know it, and then he has like a mental reckoning with that in a whole like episode, which I really really like. It's my favorite one. What have I become? <laughs> yeah, kind of, except it's with like. Mental Lilith, Mental Diane, his mother, and then like his first like hippie ex-wife. It's it's a great episode. But Tyler, where where are you putting Frasier? Oh, um, I had it and then I lost it. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, the masquerade, the whole masquerade. <laughs> yes. I kind of just want like <laughs> the, the Frasier clan to like be <laughs> at the masquerade and a bunch of hijinks happens. Him, <laughs> Niles, the dad. Yes. Uh, somehow it, he. Yeah, his uh, Martin smuggles in uh, Eddie somehow. <laughs> yes. So yes. there's a bunch of like food hijinks with Eddie and like Niles and uh, uh, Fraser are arguing about like what's the best sherry or something. They probably get mean- in the bidding war. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, yeah, they get in the bidding war. They're in the other side of it, and uh, <laughs> they notice a woman walking around very like gingerly through the party <laughs> and making small sounds as she's walking through. But it's just like a sight gag. Yeah, they're just so. like, ugh. <laughs> Frasier and Niles should be the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern to a lot more movies. Oh, I agree. They should just kind of be like lingering in the background of places. <laughs> I agree. Is there a is there a Fifty Shades episode of Sesame Street, Marin? You know what? That would be amazing. That would be an amazing opportunity to um to talk about the different shades of colors but i don't think that they've gone that far yet elmo says there are 50 shades of red exactly i can't even remember if you brought up this oh i think we did talk about it on the episode yes i couldn't remember if it was before or now at this point we've talked about this movie too long uh anybody have a, a final thought as we go out if not it's totally fine my final thought is i hope all the drama comes to a head in Episode three, Fifty Shades three. I hope it is the Star Wars episode three of the Fifty Shades of Grey saga to me. <laughs> you were like a brother to me. <laughs> I loved you. <laughs> Prepare for the climax. 
Meaning I hey, need an, I, I need nice. a dark <laughs> okay. I need a dark team up between the ex boss, the evil Dom, and I need the creepy sub to come back and exact vengeance. I need I need the Legion of Dom. That's what I need. I need like the evil Trinity that's going to mess up their marriage and their life. So that's what I'm hoping for. How about you guys? When you say creepy sub, I just keep thinking of the Simpsons episode where Homer holds on to the big submarine sandwich for like two weeks and like sleeps next to it. And it's like really <laughs> rotten and gross. It's horrible. But he's still eating it. Um, Martin, Martin, you go first. What do you, uh, what do you want from this franchise? What do you yeah. want? <laughs> what do you, what do you, are, um, did you get anything out of this movie? <laughs> Danny Elfman know. certainly made a lot of money for doing absolutely nothing yeah, yeah so i'm, I'm proud of him this. yeah i'm I'm proud that he got a fat check for no discernible effort made <laughs> no discernible efforts yes I, I don't remember the score at all it's just because everything's like blasted with pop songs that like aren't even like famous pop songs yeah, yeah. there's like a little bit like that's kind of feels very danny elfman to me but mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's really just like a dirge happening. <laughs> He's definitely become pretty uh, Hans Zimmer-esque, where it's like he probably has like people that, like a team, you know. But yeah. he still like takes final credit like for like, t- overseeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ghost, ghost composers. Yeah. He's like that, and it's just like he just does a lot of movies, and I'm like, why would you? Why are you doing this movie? It's yeah, like, he he made so many awesome scores. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, he has some like really great scores earlier in his career, and I feel like. Like, Spider-Man is, like, Spider-Man. I guess that's 20 years ago at this point. Oh, God, don't remind me. Yeah, Batman. Um, but it's just, like, okay, he did the just the theatrical cut of Justice League. It's just, like, that's just, like, a job, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not it's not the same thing at all. Anyways, Danny Elfman Corner. I saw him live once. <laughs> I saw him live once perform all the Nightmare Before Christmas songs, and that was really cool. Oh, that's cool. cool. Did he that's sing? That's awesome. Yeah, he did. Oh, cool. Does he sound the same? Yeah, yeah. I guess he doesn't do a lot of live performances. At least that's what I was told at the time. This was like six years. No, it was like eight years ago I saw him for Halloween. And uh, because I think he has like, um, just from being in Oingo Boingo for so long, like, and composer, like he has hearing issues now a little bit, I think. Yeah. Just from loud music. But uh, he sounded great. He sounded like the same from like 30 years before that. So that's That's awesome. That is wholesome, and I am happy that that is a memory you shared with us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Peter Fonda was like two seats in front of us to oh. the right or whatever. Nice. Uh, and that's like one of my first celebrity sightings. I'm like, this is really random. <laughs> like <laughs> Peter Fonda. It's like, old, it's like semi-old Hollywood people like like compared to us now. Yeah. I think I saw well, Christian Shaw at um, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Connery, well, any sightings? Um, hmm, any celebrity sightings recently? Unfortunately, nothing I can think of right now. So, no, not, no real celebrity sightings I can think of. You didn't see Chris Pratt at uh, California Pizza Kitchen? <laughs> yeah, I saw Chris Pratt at California Pizza Kitchen, and I said, sign my steak, and he wouldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, he, he was also <laughs> eating a steak across the, uh, from the restaurant. Across the booth <laughs> with Bryce and Dallas like, Howard, and I was like, how come you just won't sign my steak? And he's like, I don't know what that means. Like, I was like, just like sign it. You have a pencil on you, don't you? He was like, a pencil's going to show up on a steak. And I was like, just do it. And I no, spilled you asked him to- <laughs> lemonade on myself, and I had to run out of the room. 
You asked him to slop it up, and he didn't get the reference. Yeah, I kept screaming, slop it up at him. And so I poured my water on his steak, and I said, that's slopping it up! And then I got escorted out of the restaurant. Uh, I can't go to the CPK in Glendale anymore. Is that really a loss? Yes, I, it's a good restaurant. I like it's CPK. In like a, it's in like a business structure. It really um, is. It's really awkward to get in there. I like yeah. the idea of Chris Pratt also being the only other person who orders a steak at CPK <laughs> at California Pizza Kitchen and then seeing you from across the, the, the restaurant and just like looking at you and be like, oh, like rec- game recognized game. We have that like Alfred uh, Christian Bale moment where like he gives me the nod and I give him like the yeah. silent nod back and Hans Zimmer music just blares over it. And then he keeps maintaining eye contact and takes off his underwear in the restaurant. <laughs> and I just give him a thumbs up from the other side of the room. <laughs> Uh, that's our episode I'm on like, Fifty Shades I don't want Darker. It. <laughs> there may be some Chris Pratt uh, content in our in our summer future on the franchise, um, because of coincidence, the fact that he's in certain movies, not because we want to. <laughs> no, yeah, we most of us can't stand him at least. But <laughs> there was a time he was a darling, but he's gone too far. He is Mario now. He is, he is Mario probably go to. He is Garfield he is now. Mario. He's Mario and Garfield. Yeah. And he, if he he would probably also be at like a Fifty Shades protest outside of one of these movie theaters. Yeah. He's going to be Felix the Cat this 2025. It's all going downhill. We have five actors and they're the only ones we can use. Tyler, take uh. us home. He's going to be Chester Cheeto in the... He's going to be Chester Cheeto. In the multiverse of madness. <laughs> Chester Cheetah should clearly be George Clooney. Come on. I like that. That is, that is good casting. <laughs> okay, we should we should leave this this wretched place. Yes. In my notes I wrote down Fifty Shades Darker, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. As my title. Uh Marin Ganey, thank you so much for joining us again. Third timer. <laughs> Uh, Every time is special with you guys. Aww. Soon to be thousand timer. <laughs> <laughs> we leap from three to thousand here on the franchise. Yeah. Damn. Do you have anything to do? You have anything to plug before we go? Uh, no, don't have anything to plug. Just super excited for uh, Connery's birthday party. Ooh, hey. yes, yeah. it's gonna be very fun. It's oh, gonna... I forgot to mention Valentine's Day. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that next time on Dragon Ball Z. Tease Alright, Connery's party will be exciting. It uh, will be. <laughs> Connery, do you have anything to butt plug? Oh, what's a butt plug? <laughs> That's from the first movie. Right? I only use nipple clamps. <laughs> a reference to this movie. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can see them right now. You have your video on, Connery. <laughs> Jutting out of my shirt. That's why Niles was barking. He's concerned. Yeah. You've <laughs> left them on too long. I've just been gritting my teeth. They're bright purple. <laughs> yeah, they become purple. <laughs> purple nurple. <laughs> Let's finish this episode before Connery passes out. <laughs> Blood loss from my nipples. <laughs> no one's going to listen to this one. It's horrible. Uh, really well. <laughs> Lily will. She's like, I can't She's wait. Getting to the hear audience me. what they want. I guess so. You're all sadists. So anyway, I doubt your I doubt your mom's listening to this one, Connor. Oh, she she wants to listen to all of them, and she puts herself through it. But 
Anyways, if you enjoy the sound of my voice, you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, check out Starship Impala. It's an actually role-playing game podcast where me and four other friends play the Starfinder game. You can find us on SoundCloud or the Apple Podcast app. Tyler, what, what do you have to plug? Butt plug. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> just, I'm gonna, I, w- I, I need to just take that out of context and just insert it into different episodes. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Vice for any photo shoots I've been doing. Uh, that's about it. On Twitter, same same handle. Follow us at the Franchise Pod at, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all the other social media apps, including TikTok. Email us at the Franchise Podcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, compliments, complaints, Ooh. concerns. <laughs> crises! Uh, <laughs> crises of all varieties. Uh, we're not licensed licensed anything, so maybe don't. Anyways, uh... Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It'll help us to grow the show. Thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Verka for our music. And until Danny next Elfman. time. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for our music. Wait, why did I say thank you for our music again? Because Mars said Danny Elfman. Oh, okay. I'm just working on sense memory right now for some reason. Until next uh, time. <laughs> until next time, I would eat cold stir fry. Like, I don't know. For breakfast, sounds you know, it's a big deal about it. Yeah, like, just throw some eggs and sausage in there. Oh, see, that does sound good. That's like that's a breakfast burrito in the making right there. Yeah, make a just the tortilla on there. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add to that, Marin? Quinoa salad. <laughs> Quinoa. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>